Hey good people, this is your N.I. Dom, back with another reflection. And this is a personal journal for contemplative people looking to think, grow, and have impact in the world. So hey, I have three points to start with. They're related, but they're separate. Obviously, I'm not going to be able to talk simultaneously about all three of them, but I wanted you all to know that there are three things that are on me to talk about. They are related, but they're separate, and I'm not sure which one I'm going to privilege or give preference to. So we will see, but here they go. Um, three blobs, antisocial and business. Three blobs, antisocial and business. And, um, in a way that I, I suspect that we are going to start culminating, like we have three episodes left for the season. Um, season six is coming to an end. And three more episodes or two after this. And then we're going to go silent in July. And then I'm going to pick it up in August. And I've decided to continue it in August. Although there's a part of me that's like, Three years. We've been doing this three years since the pandemic. You are reaching a really, uh, I feel like I'm at a pivotal place in my life um, where this project may not serve me in the same capacity. So it doesn't make sense to continue it. But I'm going to come back in August and um, we'll talk more about that later. But we're winding down. We have two more episodes after this and then for season six. And then we're gonna go. Um, we're gonna go quiet for the month of July. All right. So we're gonna start off with these three topics and see how I move about. They're all important. They're related. And they're related in this culminating way, like like this place of maturity. And um, so I'm really excited to see what happens here. And and um, and let's see let's see what rabbit holes I fall into. Okay. Hey, you guys, if you're new to this project, this is a personal journal where I process my inner and my outer worlds. I do so by using personality theory. The two theories that I use the most are the Myers-Briggs and the Enneagram, pushing those two systems together. I identify as an INTJ8. Also, I identify as an African-American woman from a lower socioeconomic background and from intergenerational trauma. I'm a trained and practicing educator and social scientist of about 30 years. Half of that time has been in leadership. Politically, I lean into tenets of critical race feminism, which basically means I have an intellectual sensitivity to social constructs of power, such as race, class, gender, sexuality, to name a few. This project is unedited and is unscripted. To know more about it or me, feel free to go to my website at yournidom.wordpress.com. Dot com. Let me do a couple of disclaimers right quick. Yeah, I got that under five minutes. I got it down. Do you remember? You remember when I started really, really trying to get this, those disclaimers in in the first five minutes? So it's been, a, I would say, about a year now that I've been pretty consistent, very consistent. I mean, maybe I have one or two where I've kind of gone over the five minute mark. But anyway, so yeah, that's a celebration. But I'm outside. You can hear. Um, I'm sitting outside. I'm on travel. I'm still away. So I'm sitting in, um, I'm at my sister's house. I'm sitting in her backyard and, uh, it's a beautiful sight. It's got a lot of sky. I see a lot of sky, a lot of grass, a lot of green. The sun is shining. 
I mean, it's just a beautiful day out. It's just a beautiful day. So you're going to hear that in my energy. Like, you can hear it. I sound good, don't I? <laughs> I mean, I sound good. Like, I, I feel good. So just want to let you all know that I'm sitting outside and I'm still on travel. All right. Okay, let's get into the reflection. So what did I say? Three blobs, antisocial, and business. I really, I think I want to start with the three blobs first. But let me say something about the antisocial. Um, because I've been in this space talking about social for the last five episodes. In some form or fashion, I'm talking about being in the social world. And coming to terms with what that means for me to be an antisocial. And the reason why I'm identifying as an antisocial is because as a type eight, uh, eights in the Enneagram are, are antisocial. And um, I'm the subtype, I'm the countertype to the eight. I'm a social eight, and I've been processing that a lot. But I'm a social eight, and each type, in according to um, Dr. Chester, that's, that's who I've studied on this topic, so... Um, according to Dr. Chestnut, every number has what's called a countertype. And that countertype shows up very different than most of the other two types. So there are three subtypes. So there's a sexual subtype, there's a self-preservation subtype, and there's a social subtype. And every number has all three of those subtypes. And every number has a countertype. Now for the eight, the countertype is social. So basically, while the eight is a is antisocial, the social eight looks to not be as antisocial on the front end. But when you drill down a little bit, you see that that antisocialness. And so, um, I would say the last five episodes, particularly since I've been on travel, I did one called wellness, um, and I did one on. Uh, the social and the last one I did one on uh, the rubber band and each of those episodes are really making me think about me as a social person right as a social anti-social because I I embody embody both of those there's a social part of me and there's an anti-social part of me and I feel like I need to be more cognizant about how those two come together how am I both social and antisocial at the same time I think it would just make I think it would just make my quality it would improve my quality of life if I could better understand I was going to say embrace I don't think I'm trying I don't think I'm struggling with embracing that paradox if you will I think I'm struggling to understand it and maybe struggle is too harsh a word because it's not like I've tried to like really understand it and I'm like, oh, I don't get it. I just haven't, I just haven't been responsive. I haven't been curious about it. I haven't, I haven't given it a lot of time. And so that's just what has happened. That is what has happened as I prepare to end season six, which is year three of this project. Like we're just, I'm just now coming to terms with with that as a concept, as a part of me, being both social and antisocial. And one of the things I'm thinking about is when, um, right when I got into the Enneagram was right at the time of the, the, when the pandemic started. So that was one. And I remember being really curious about 
that for myself like my numbers and you guys know when you go back to season one and please don't go back to season one because those episodes were a hot mess there were a couple of them in there that I um I value but otherwise it's a train wreck (laughs) I was trying to it really took it took about a year or two for me to really about a year for me to really figure out what I wanted to do with this project and then about another year uh, for me to figure out how to to do it, I feel pretty good about where I've landed with the twenty five episodes. I have an arc, you know. I start off with something, then I kind of go in this curve and allow myself to still fall into rabbit holes, but then I still keep it to a particular theme, and then I bring closure, and then I bring closure by giving some kind of relevance to my listener with an assignment to think about. So I feel pretty pleased with that structure. Um, there, there's more that I can do, you know, like I'm thinking about moving more into being instructional, like, you know, I always talk about not being an expert, like I'm not an expert in this, like I'm not, I know I'm not an expert in this because I know that I'm an expert in something else and I never really want to be responsible for teaching you all this, uh, you know, about typology. I don't want to be responsible for getting it right, you know. But I think I know a little something <laughs> to share. And I think I can still have the disclaimer. Still do your own homework. This is just the way I understand typology. So I've been thinking about doing that. But I'm going to probably move to do that instructional work under my primary identity. Um, and really making really making room that I'm still in journey for myself. And there's a reason why I'm kind of derailing here to talk about the project. Because, um, anyway, I'll come back to that later. But I think this is just a really good time for this this social, anti-social me to kind of come into my consciousness. Because this project, I've been really using it to grow up. Like, this project has been extremely, extremely helpful for me in my maturation process. I think I can say it that way. Like there was some maturing that I needed to do. There was some self-discovery. There was definitely a lot of self-acceptance that I needed to do in this project. And I feel like I've done a lot of that. Almost to the point it's like, okay, what, what, what is there to figure out now? But I'm about to move into a new chapter of my life. Um, uh, you guys will know that when I get into the business part. Um, and I think that there's going to be a whole lot of, lot of more, a whole lot more, if you will, more discovery for me to move into this next chapter. And so you guys have heard me talk about the, I feel like I'm rambling y'all bear with me for a second. You, you probably like, you always ramble. So <laughs> what's different now? Right. Okay. All right. Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> um, I've talked a couple of times. I've done a few episodes where I've talked about the two halves of life, the first half and the second half, and really just trying to process what that second half of life is. And really, and truthfully, I think I kind of go back and find, I think I did two episodes about the second half of life. And I remember in the second one I did I don't remember when I did it I don't remember what I named those episodes that's unfortunate because I'd love to go back and listen to it but I remember thinking gosh I'm, I feel like I've regressed you know I felt like I was there was a time where I was moving into the second half of life and what I'm doing now feels like regression this feels like I've gone 
back to the first half of life. And so I really think that there were things I had to go back to the first half of life to do because they didn't get, they weren't finished. We'll see. We'll see. Now I'm using the framework first half and second half of life from Father Richard Rohr. Um, uh, he's good. It's good, good, good. From the book Falling Upward. And, um, it's a good text. And I don't, I don't promote a lot of books. That's one of my favorites. It, and I don't think that's a favorite book in terms of that's a book I would read on repeat because I don't even have a hard copy of it. Like when I really reference a book, I have a, you know, especially if I make sure I get a hard copy of it because I do a lot of audiobooks. You know, I would say in the last seven years, I've switched to doing a lot of audiobooks, which I resisted initially. But okay, there was a reason why um, I switched to audiobooks. That's not relevant here. But anyway, so if I get an audiobook and it's really, really good, I will go get the hard copy. So I am back to buying hard copies going back to the bookstore. So, um, you guys, I'm sorry. I'm just spinning a little bit. Um, I know why I'm having a hard time getting into the reflection. This is what happens when I'm hard. I'm, I'm trying to get deep. I'm trying to dig down and to get into the, the soul of the reflection. But there is an audiobook that I just got um, that has really been helping me kind of make this transition into business. But it's not about it's not a business book. It's about the three blobs, although the lady doesn't call it the three blobs. But when I talk about those three blobs, I'm going to connect it to the book. But let me tell you the name of the book just in case I forget later. It's I think it's called Pivot and Pursue. And I really, really like that book. I might have to go get now that I just got on audio and I think it was given to me free and uh, I stumbled across it. I wasn't even looking for it. And I've been it has really been um, helping me. Um, it to me is the perfect text to talk about for me the second half of life. But anyway, so I've talked about the second half of life. I feel like I need to start over. Anyway, I've talked about the second half of life and a couple of times, but I really feel, I feel like um, a level has been unlocked for me. Like level, like you know how you play the video games and you unlock, you you, you complete all of the, the challenges at a particular level. And then you you earn and you, you go to the next level and they have to unlock it. Because you can't get to that. You can't get to the next level until you... Um, master all of the challenges of a pre the prior the previous level and so I really do feel like the next level has been unlocked for me I really really feel that way and that feels truly like the lock the um the the key to the second half of life it really really does I'm I'm nervous about saying that because there are some things that I still I'm gonna have to figure out so, so I, um, I am a little bit not, I don't want to say nervous, maybe cautious is a better word because I also don't think progress is a, a neat straight line forward. I don't think that we, we progress in life and advance in life by this neat linear line. You know, I think the line is squiggly and in a squiggly line, that means you go backwards. Sometimes you go backwards, you go sideways, you know, but 
the sum total of the movement should be moving you forward. So I think that that's the trajectory, what's the word, trajectory that I've been on. I have definitely been moving forward, but it has not been a straight line. And so I'm just a little cautious about saying, yep, level unlocked, second half of life, level unlocked, and here I am. And um, because, and I guess I'm going to contradict myself, I can hear it right now. There's one thing I haven't mastered yet. That's not true. There are three things I haven't mastered. The three blobs. Okay. Okay, here, okay. I told you these all were going to connect it. Connect. I was talking about being antisocial. Let me, let me, let me, let me tap into the blobs for a second and then I'm going to try to get my, my thinking together. I really am like dancing here. <sighs> Those of you who are faithful to this project, God bless you. That's all I can say is God bless you. Anyway. Uh, the book that I referenced, Pip, Pivot and Pursue, um, in chapter two, there are only three chapters, I think. It's a very short text. I think there are only three chapters. Whatever. Whatever. The second chapter I just started, and she's talking about a stool. And she says a stool has three legs. And basically, to have the life that you want, when you envision a life that you want, you have to attend to three parts equally. And oftentimes, people think about the the work part, their their career. Like I'm gonna want to improve my life, and it always centers on career, or mostly, because um, I think sometimes people do that with getting married or getting um um having children or whatever but for me I've centered my progression primarily on work primarily and so what I love about what she's saying with this stool metaphor is that all three of those legs are have to be even otherwise that stool is wobbly isn't that the perfect metaphor the reason why that fits neatly for me, the reason I, I guess, because um, I would say in starting in 2016, I started talking about the three blobs in my life. I said, I'm struggling with three, three things in my life. And what came up for me were blobs, like, like a blob of clay. Because not only were I, was I separ- uh, struggling with these three separate areas, those areas were not really defined. They weren't really clear. So I didn't even know how to wrestle with them. You know what I mean? Like I just knew there were, they were three areas and I was moving about in them, but they didn't have real scope. They didn't, they, um, oftentimes at work, I talk about aims, goals, and objectives. And the more, you know, the aim is high level, then the goal gets clear, but it's not until you get down to the objective. That objective is measurable. When you get to the objective, you have cl- like very specific um, clarity about what you're trying to do. Like the aim is pretty broad. It's pretty visionary, ideal oriented. You And you can't, you don't really pursue goals. Goals kind of give you direction. Um, I shouldn't say that. I think you can't pursue a goal.
I don't know. I feel like I'm going to get somewhere because I was the actually she actually in this book, she reverses it. She goes objectives to goals. But so I think she has the reader listener for me identify these like these three objectives. And then in those objectives, she says, identify goals. So I guess it's semantics. So we'll leave it at that. I'm I'm not going to try to parse it out but I've always treated it this way I call them and I say my AGOs right and I haven't done this in a few years but I would have a mission statement and then I would have an AGO statement right those are two separate things for me and um, and I've talked about this before like even you know this is the first time in my life I couldn't have a I didn't have a five-year plan the last few years I haven't had a five-year plan the first, well, really, yeah. Well, you know why? Because I was trying to get back on my feet and trying to get over the, the get on my feet from that relationship and all of that. But anyway, anyway, <laughs> um, oh, where was I? Where was I? At? Hold on a second, you guys. I think the reason why I'm feeling good about second half of life now is because those blobs are no longer blobs for me their legs so you know i can see the stool metaphor whereas before they just were like three clumps of clay that needed me to form they needed form i didn't have form i had an idea an area of interest but they didn't have form and so they have form now now i still need to continue to do some work um so i don't know as I'm talking this out, I'm like, have I really unlocked the next? Okay. Okay, here we go. Because I feel like I'm contradicting myself. Here it is, though. So. I'm going to resolve the contradiction. All right, here it is. I'm moving towards the next level. And just like the first half of life didn't have one level in it, my first half of life had many levels. I really think that I'm in the second half of life. And technically, technically, we could have said I was in the first, second half of life. Um, I probably could have said the second half of life started for me in 2018. Even though there looked like there was some regression and I had to go back. So we'll see. So maybe maybe that's a better way of saying it, that the, that each half of life, there are multiple levels. It's not one level. Right? And what is the line of, of demarcation between the two levels? Excuse me, not between the levels, but between the two halves. And I think the way Father Richard Rohr talks about it is that in that first half of life, you're doing a lot of ego building. You're doing a lot of identity building. And so that's one. And I think you're doing identity building based on scripts and narratives that the world has given you. So you're mastering those scripts. You're you're developing within the so, the scripts of the social world as it has been presented to you. But when you get into that second half of life, it's not as much about ego, and it's about you defining your own truth. And so I don't know. I don't like that ego concept. I'm gonna have to go back and check out the book. But here's what I believe he's talking about. Now, it's no longer about being what the world told me I needed to be. It's really about being who I am 
at the core spiritually. And it's not easy. It's hard to know that in the first half of life. And this is why he says that it's not chronological. So if you're going to live to be 100, you don't go to the second half of life in your 50. He's like, okay, now that I'm 50, now I'm going into the second half of life. Um, You can, there are kids who hit the second half of life. And for me, it's been like, I've always, I've just known for a long time that I'm an educator. That's just, that's not not something, an educator and a social change agent. I knew I was a social change agent before I knew I was an educator. That social change part of me was on me since I was, I can say, four or five years old. And I probably started moving in as an educator when I started doing stuff like doing things for the neighborhood kids. You know, I started organizing the neighborhood kids. Let's do X, Y, and Z. Um... And then I've officially became a licensed educator uh, in my early 20s. And um, and so I thought, you know, that I knew. I mean, I, I knew. I knew me. But what this lady is saying in this book about the three legs on this stool is that it's not just about work. It's about career, work, let's say work, your personal and the spiritual. Work, spiritual, and personal. Those are the three legs. And I don't think I named it as neatly as that. I think for me, it was work, social, and spiritual. But I think... I, um, that's not true. I think it was work, social, and then like um, my structural self. You always hear me talk about the structural self, like food, clothing, and shelter, right? And so, and I was like, I got it. And I remember, I remember talking about this. I remember clearly in 2017 and 2018 saying, as I continue to pursue those three blobs separately, they're always going to be separate. I figured that there was a plane. There was a dimension. I want to say plane as in dimension. Where all three of those blobs, if you will, <laughs> co- coexisted as one. And that the work really was on the plane and not in the blobs. And as long as I continued to address those blobs separately, um, then I was going to forever be in this loop. Because those blobs really were connected at the plane level, like whatever they were sitting on or the dimension that they were sitting in. And I couldn't get to that dimension. I couldn't get to to that dimension. Watch me make the transition. Here we go, y'all. Pay attention. Listen, here it is. Here's the connection. And I think the dimension is the social, antisocial me. I really do. I feel I'm getting an F.I. sing it. A tingling sensation right now. That's 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 what I think it is. That that's the thing that connects all three of those areas for me. So if you take my blobs, right, work, the structural, and the social. They were all being impacted by the fact that I'm an antisocial. Eat. 
And I think INTJs are antisocial to a certain extent. I do think they're right. I do think INTJs are antisocial to a certain extent. But I don't, you don't see them being described as much as antisocial as you see the eights. Like the eights, that is the essence of the character for the, the eight. I don't think the essence of the INTJ is antisocial. I think the essence of an INTJ, excuse me, excuse me, let me say that again. The essence of the eight is antisocial. The essence of the INTJ, I believe, is more um, master about masterminding. I really do. So me coming to terms with the mastermind part of me has really been centered in my work. I've been really, up until the last few years, I've been masterminding this vision for work, for this thing, this business idea. And then I hit a place in that that I struggled because it was so grandiose. This business idea was so big that I didn't know how to move into implementation. So, um, and I talk, there's an episode I call, I talk about, it's named Mastermind. It's, it's, that's one of the ones I did in 2020. It was either 2020 or 2021. It was that first year of the project. And I named it Mastermind something else. Identity, I don't remember what else it was. But I think in that episode, I was just talking about, I've been on this masterminding progression, you know, like, um, and all of this was really work related in my mind, right? And as soon as I would mastermind a thing, again, I'm going to use this exam, I'm going to use this framing, the next level of the mastermind was unlocked. Okay. Because... In my mind, I can say, I did this, I did that, I did, you know, these are the, th- look at the things I mastermind, look at the things I created here, X, Y, Z. But when you really look at it, that, those different things that I created are all part of a, of something bigger. And I didn't have the vision for that something bigger. Consciously, I didn't. Now, what they say about the INTJs as well is that sometimes INTJs are masterminding and they don't even know what they're masterminding. It's that vision is unconscious. Okay. We can call it unconscious or we can just say, I didn't know it. I didn't know it. Just, you know, I think about the housing, you know, the infrastructure of a house and the, like the toilets and the sinks. And the and then even like um, the appliances that we use, as we have evolved and is advanced in our technology and our understanding and the house of what we put into our houses, this is not the same. The housing today does not look like the housing from a hundred years ago or two hundred or five hundred years ago. Oh, and I say this about the cell phone. Our cell phones have evolved. And so sometimes the efficient part of me is like, damn it, what took so long for you to get here? Couldn't you have just gone here sooner? No. And one of the things I love about 
this Myers-Briggs framing is because like the INTJs, we can mastermind a thing. We can see it. And then we start planning it. But it's that planning is not done until you start implementing. So there's, there's, um, the thing isn't done. You can't stand the planning stage because you need the SE experience. So when you're in that, in that planning stage, you're using a lot of NI, F, uh, NITE, and probably a little FI too, right? You're not using SE. You can think about SE, but it's till you get into the SE of that thing that you're envisioning, there's so much nuance that you will not know until you get into the SE of it. Just, just, you won't know it. Because you can't, you can't theorize the SE. You can think about it, but SE is the actual experience. It's the actual sensory experience. And, and you just can't, you just can't, you can't, you can, you cannot physically experience it. Now, I feel like as an NI Dom, I can have some SE experiences that are pre- I can pretty, I'm pretty strong. There's a strong corn. I can, I don't know how to, I don't want to get off subject. Anyway, we just have to trust me on that. But even as much as I can, I can, I have a strong connection to imagine an SE experience and I can physically have a physical connection to it. It's still not the same as having a concrete SE experience. So anyway, um, yeah, so anyway, I, I've been masterminding a thing. And it's been growing, growing, and it's been, it's been becoming, it's been a blob. That's one of the blobs. And, um, and it's starting to look like a leg on that stool. It's not starting to, it definitely looks like a leg. And I feel really good about that. The, like I said, the efficient part of me is like, kind of, I'm feeling like, chastising myself like damn what took you so long to get here well the the se experience you know i've been really struggling with the se experience right you guys have witnessed it and when i say the se experience having the money to do to do right just a number of things uh most of the time i'm talking to you about to live but really in terms of the that the, my work is about having the money to do to hire people, right? Because the thing that the thing that I'm doing, the thing that I'm masterminding at that level requires a team, and I've got to pay them, right? I've played around with doing this team by volunteers. I went through that phase for almost ten years, where I was trying to do the work through volunteers, and I had some 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 success. I've had some success, but man, I, I not enough, not enough, not enough success. I've got to be able to pay the people to do the thing as through an I through my INTJ lens, right? And I think that's a very that it's something that I should come back and talk about later. So, you know, I've never like people are like, well, you just have volunteers. It's hard to have volunteers as an INTJ because there's certain ways that we want to do things. There's certain things that there are ways, there are things I want done a very, very particular way. And a lot of times people are like, well, why do we have to do it that way? Well, that you, you trust me, you have to do it that specific way because I see it and you don't see it that way because it's not in your head. 
and you don't value that. And it's interesting because um, I'm kind of going through this now. I just got a business coach. I don't know if I told you guys. So I work when I'm, I meet with her on right. Oh, I don't meet with her on Tuesday. I meet with her Friday. But normally I meet with her Tuesdays. And so um, she's like, um, she's, oh, we got to talk about that. But she's, she's got a lot of T.I. in her. I think it's T.I. I feel like it's T.I. It could be some T.E., but it feels T.I. Because she wants every detail mapped out first. And I'm like, no, I, I can't do that. Because a lot of my knowing means it's me planning, acting, planning, acting. So I plan, then I act, I calibrate, then I, I refine the plan. Then I act some more, then I refine the plan. That plan grows as I act. I'm never going to be able to give you all the details to a thing without doing any action. Because my knowing comes by way of acting. T-E. That's my thinking. My thinking is activated and acting. And, and so she's like, well, you got to have this, you got to have this. And so what I've resolved in my head when I meet with her is like, I'm going to let her TI me, right? When I go, I've already made sense. When I meet with her, this is going to be a TI experience. <laughs> you know what I mean? And she's going to keep asking me for this detail, this detail, this detail, and I'm going to embrace it. And then when I'm off that call, I'm going to prioritize what I'm going to do and what I'm not going to do. And then I'll come back and explain it. And we'll see. <laughs> We'll see how long that relationship lasts. <laughs> but um, I'm not going to begrudge her T.I. Because that's just a gift. You know, I don't have T.I. T.I. is six for me. And it's my critical parent. And so it's an area that I can feel insecure with. Because I know though I value those details. It's not that I don't value it. But I'm not going to wait. You know, like my dad would say, you don't wait to leave your house. Until all the lights turn red. So you got to get to work in the morning. You're like, I'm not going to go to work until all of my light, all the traffic lights are red at the same time. Excuse me. All of the traffic lights are green at the same time. No, you leave the house. And then you drive. And then when you get a red light, you stop. And you wait for it to turn green. And then you drive again into the next red light. And then you stop. And then so on and so forth. And I feel like this lady is red lighting me. Like, we can't go until you have all the details. And I'm like, nope, that's not going to happen. But... But I appreciate her giving me her T.I. perspective because because those are details that I do value. I do value the details. I'm just not going to delay my action for details. I'm not. Because I'm, I feel very confident. And here's what I think it is. I feel very confident as an intuitive that where I don't have details, I have intuition. I don't need all of the details. I don't need them all. Now, if I have to take that, those details and go to a bank um, for a business loan or I'm going to go to a funder for a grant, yeah, those details are very important. And that. But if, if all I'm doing right now is putting a plan together for me to take action, oh, well, my intuition will fill in the gaps. I just need to have enough of a roadmap. My intuition is going to take the place of those details. I'm very confident about that. And I think that's one of the things that kept me into employment a while because I enjoy using my intuition in that regard. Anyway, 
So I, you see me talking business. So I'm really, I am looping between these three areas. I told you, what did I say? Three blobs, personal. No, what did I say? Three blobs, antisocial, and um, work or my career or the business. Three blobs, antisocial, and the business. They all relate. That's why I bounced around here. So anyway, um, so the 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 form for the business is one of the blobs. That was one of the blobs for me since two it's, since two thousand and sixteen. The business has been a blob, and it's been a blob. And out of the other, it's been a blob. I've had an idea, which is what makes it a blob. And 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 truth be told, I did make an effort to map out the details, uh, a business plan. But what's missing is action. And what I told, like I said, what I told the coach last week, I said, I can't. Well, I'm gonna tell. I said, I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm not gonna sit here and just plan it out. I said because. That is something I can get caught up and do it. I think a lot of um, NI doms will do that. We can live in that imagining space for a long time, that planning space for a long time. No, I can't. I, I can't do that. No, 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 no. I think that's been one of the things that have been that's been holding me back with that particular blob. That particular blob, I was stuck in the planning of it. And and that's because I didn't know how to take action because at this next stage, it was so big. I didn't know where to take action first or how. Now, I will, to kind of, you know, not be so hard on myself, I did take some action and it didn't work. Mainly the action I was taking was with those volunteers and that just didn't work. That didn't work. But it wasn't going to work enough. And here's the other piece of it. Because I'm really, I feel like I'm being super hard on myself. And I don't, I think there's something else that was happening. To the whole point that I'm trying to make about the three blobs. This lady, let me, let's use, let's use the stool. This lady's talking about the stools. And you got the three legs. All right, well, what what is that surface on the top? That round circle that sits on top of the three legs. The, the thing that sits on top of those three legs. All three of those legs connect to that plane. I'm going to call that the plane. That was what I was missing. So even if, I believe, even if I would have had those, I believe if I would have had that plane together, I could have probably got those volunteers to work. I would have been able to problem solve it rather. Right? I definitely would have going to have to do some problem solving. But I think what was happening is that one, I was also spending my energy dealing with those legs separately as opposed to the plane. My energies had to be on the plane, and I didn't know how to do that. The plane where all three of those come together. I hope you guys, I know this has been a very abstract um, um, uh, reflection, and I think, I feel like, I don't know, I, I want to say um, the, my, when my, uh, uh, my reflections are abstract, they don't get a lot of love. You guys don't give me a lot of love. Um, I'm not sure if that's completely true, but, um, because there's some that are, were abstract and like, man, that keeps getting plays. Y'all really love that episode. 
somebody must have shared. You can always tell. I can always tell when an episode has been shared on a particular platform because that one continues to get plays long after I've released it. Long after. I'm like, dear God, no one could still be talking about this particular episode. This must be sitting on somebody's platform somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I've got about five of them that get. There are about five episodes that get put on repeat in this project. It's so interesting. I never would have thought that those five episodes would have had that kind of lifeline. But anyway, um, yeah, I think you guys like when I talk about drama, conflict and stuff with people. Good Lord. Anyway, so I feel like I'm about to start wrapping up, um, believe it or not. (laughs) Like you haven't said anything. I know, I know. Let me try to let me try to say a couple of things. Okay. So, let me go to the so the business is starting to take form. I'm really proud of that. And and it's time to take form for action. And the reason why it's taking form for action is because I've got a better sense of the plane, the antisocial me. I was going to say because I have a better sense of those other two legs. I think that that's partially true. I think that's true. But I think it's the the, stu- the, the part, the plane that connects all three of those. Me coming to terms with the antisocial me is really what is giving form to the next level of the mastermind to the business so let me say this the next level of my mastermind is the business so the thing that I've been masterminding and I think there's something bigger after the business I really do I believe there's actually going to be something bigger to do after the business but we'll have to see what happens but the business is the next level of this thing that I've been masterminding for a while. So you can go back and you look at these little things. And they're not little, right? But they're smaller than the business. Because this business, man, you guys, when I get it off the ground and I tell you the infrastructure to it, it is, I, I hardly ever say this about myself, it's genius. I, the infrastructure to this business model is just Oh, my God. And it's something that I've been kind of studying for a while. So it's not like I just said, oh, we're going to build this infrastructure. You guys know that this is something I've been working on for a long, long time. It's been something for a long time. This is what I would call capital M mastermind. This is not a lowercase M mastermind. If nothing says I'm an INTJ, it is this right here. <laughs> this is this is this is it right here. So anyway. So I feel really good about that. Um, you heard me say I have a business coach. Um, there's a young lady that you guys have heard me talk about. She's kind of given, she's volunteered for me. Um, in the last year, I've been paying her. I don't pay her a lot, um, but I do pay her a little bit over minimum wage out of my pocket. And so um, I've been paying her in the last year to, to help me in the job searching uh, world. And it's a strategy I actually created. And I, I'm honestly, I should do a YouTube channel, a YouTube video about how I created a system to help her search my jobs. Like, and it's a, it's a beautiful system. 
right? So she's not, if the system isn't going to get you the job, but the system is going to get you the interview. You've got to land the interview. You've got to land the the, uh, the job yourself. So I think I might share that because people say, how did you do that? Well, first of all, you know, um, what, and I'm going to tell you guys, if you are an employee, especially if you're corp in corporate, and especially if you're a woman, and especially if you are a woman of color, right? But I think this is true for all women and probably men too. But when you're in the job in a particular industry, you should always be job searching. Even when you just get a job. Now, the job searching isn't the same, right? It's like a, it's like a backdoor job searching uh, strategy. And so she, my person that I was paying, she wasn't necessarily doing backdoor. She was doing more. There are two... I would say two levels of job searching. She was doing more the overt, concrete, applying for jobs. But there's a there's a there's a strategy with job searching where you're not applying for jobs, but you're still job searching, right? So I could talk about I can kind of give some tips and strategies for you all to do both of those. See, there are things I could share with you all. I'm a teacher. I could share it. I just don't do that in this project. But anyway. But for the last year, she's been applying for jobs that have been posted for me because I had a very demanding job and I wasn't, and I had a very demanding job and I was still trying to stay on top of my personal, you know, my credit score, trying to stay on top of my housing, taking care of my dogs, taking care of my body, going to the doctor, you know, all of that, all of that um, as an independent woman is, it's a lot. It is a lot, which is something I want to talk about being an antisocial before I close this episode. So I put a system in place for her to apply for for jobs for me. And she she did all of it up until the interview. That's the only part she didn't do was the interview part. And that was a system I put together. I, I, I put a system together. It was automated and she ran it. I built the system. And then she... She worked, she, she did the work and I paid her to work the system, right? So <laughs> I'm very proud of that, by the way. And you guys, there was, a, um, in April, I had so many interviews and then I told her, I, I said, and then in May, in May, there was an episode I did with you all and I got emotional. Nope. It was around that time, but this was a private reflection I did with myself. And I'm like, don't, don't have her stop that system. Don't have her apply for another job for you. You don't need to go out. You do not need to work another job. You need to put your, you need to put your energies into the business. And you guys know for the last month, last six weeks, last two months, I've been vacillating there because while that's true on one end, I don't want to fall apart. I'm like, I don't want my credit score to fall apart. I don't want to, my savings, I don't want to drop that. You know, I, I want to be able to continue to buy my big rolls of to- toilet paper and my big bundles of toilet paper. And, you know, anytime you starting a, you start a business, you, there's not going to be any money coming in initially, but you still have to work it, right? And so that is something that I've been really struggling with, really, 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 really struggling with. So I've called her several times and I'm like, don't apply for any more. Stop the system. Stop the job searching system. 
And then I call her, okay, all right, okay, pick up the job searching system, but only apply for this particular job. Then I was like, don't stop, don't apply for that job. You know, I literally have gone back and forth. And so um, I met with her yesterday and we had our first, we had our first business meeting where I said, so now I'm putting in a new system for her to work for the business. She is not doing any, she's not, we're going to retire that job searching business um, for now. We're going to park it. So um, I'm going to give myself two months. I know that doesn't seem like a long time, right? But I'm giving myself two months to bring in some revenue and I might end up giving, having to get a job if, you know, but it won't be in my industry. So it will be just like a, you know, it'll just be, if I thought I looked decent in a McDonald's uniform, I would go and work at McDonald's. I really would. I would probably go and be a manager at McDonald's, but I don't like the uniform. <laughs> I've gained so much weight. I don't think the uniform would look right on me, but I probably should. I, You know what? You know what? That's not a terrible idea. <laughs> That's not a terrible. That's not a, You know what? I'm not being funny because I. <laughs> okay. That's not that just this is a thought that just came to me because I started all, I started my career. I started working in fast food. My first official job was McDonald's and I worked there for three years. And um, I just left it because I was trying to get into a different type. I was trying to become a different laborer. You know, I didn't, I wanted to, I wanted to be like my mom. I wanted an office job. I thought an office job was prestigious, you know. But I think about being at McDonald's, you're working on your feet. You're standing on your feet. And, and, and staying in management is important for me. I want to continue to stay in management. So until, and, okay, so let me tell you something about what this lady says in this book. <laughs> in the book, and I'm going to have to bring closure. I want to talk about uh, something about antisocial. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to bring closure here. Now I'm going to start landing the plane. And I want to talk about the, um, I want to talk about the antisocial separate because you guys are going to think that I'm going to talk more about the family drama antisocial. I'm not. I'm actually, I uh, plan on talking about friends and lovers. And this antisocial bit, you're like, oh, you rarely talk about lovers. That is true. <laughs> and I'm not going to get into a lot of details, but there's some um, there's some clarity that I have about who I am, the top part of the stool, right? That plane that really has just come into focus, and it brings everything together. It brings everything together. Me as an antisocial, and it's the personal leg. So I've been talking mostly about the the work leg right now but then there's a personal uh, leg that uh, that deals with relationships and not just family and I think the reason why I struggle with family is because I'm not properly attending to the friendship to the friendship part of me and the lover part of me so because I'm not um, properly attending to that I'm putting too much energy. I'm taking that energy into my family. I'm not, I'm not going to say all of it. You know, I still think that there's some trauma stuff that's happening. But at the end of the day, I think that there's work for me to do. I need to hold myself accountable. 
And I couldn't do that without this piece that has just been unlocked for me. The next, this, the antisocial me. But let me bring closer to closure to this business discussion, and then I'll, um, then I'll just wrap it up um, for for this one. Um, so, so the when you you know that's one of the things that I just have resolved for myself that I will not destroy my credit score as I try to do the next level of this mastermind business. I will not. That's a non-negotiable. I'm not going to destroy my credit score. I'm not going to um, annihilate or demolish my savings. Now, my savings probably will get a little bit of a hit, but just a little bit. My goal is to just to to let it have a hit and then restore it. Um, and I guess I can put some a time frame to that. I will, I will, I will end this year. I will end the year with the same amount in my savings as I have right now. That's, that is the declaration that I'm going to make. So I will not take a hit on my credit score. I will not take a hit on my savings. And there was one other thing I said I wasn't going to take a hit on. I think it's my, my, my physical well-being, right? So I think all of that connects to my credit score, but like my doctor's appointments and that all of that, you know, all of that will be maintained. So that's the priority. So while the business is important to me, those three things are non-negotiable. So, but here's what it means now. This is why the McDonald's idea of managing at McDonald's is not, it's funny, but it's really not funny. Like I'm actually really, really going to think about it. And if anybody's working at McDonald's, I'm not making fun of that as work. It's just, it's so outside of what I do for a living right now, right? And people think about fast foods as a thing that teenagers do, right? Um, okay, so um, this is why it's not funny. So in the book, the lady talks about when you have a vision of something, she says this, she says, for those of you who are trying to go to the next level in your, in who you are and you, you want a different job, right? Well, you can't just jump up and quit your job just because you want something new until you have it, right? And so what has, what happens, you guys, and this is where I fell into a trap. You know you want something better. You don't fully know how to get there. So sometimes you do something different in pursuit of doing something better. But it's, it ends up just being something different. Or it might just be moderately better, but not substantively better. Which is why in this book she talks about, I'm not telling you to go. I'm not. This book is not about how to build a better business. How to get a better job. This book is about how to get the life that you want it's a lifestyle shift it's shifting your lifestyle and not just it's not just a job it's not just relationships she says it's about work personal and spiritual when you're doing a lifestyle shift you have to attend to all three of those equally god that was good advice good good advice
I've been t- I've been sitting on that for about a month now. So she said that she had a client that didn't quit his job, but what he did was he negotiated with his employer to go down to a four-day work week. So then he just took an extra day. He took that extra day, and that that extra day was for business. And it was good because it was a hit on his income. So then it was like wasn't like he was sitting back being feeling cushioned. And this is where I made the mistake. So I went into I I can I can see it clearly now. I'm gonna get emotional. And I am closing, but I feel the emotion happening. This is what happened to me. My my structural world fell apart. I needed work. I went back into the classroom. And that was fine. And then my ego took over. And I started looking like I'm at the bottom of the hierarchy. That eight part of me did not want to be at the bottom of the hierarchy. So I said, no, 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 no. I, I deserve to make more money. <laughs> I deserve to have more jurisdiction, more power, more leadership. And then I started going after that. And as I did that, I couldn't go after the business anymore. And and, and not only could I not go after the business, I couldn't go after the lifestyle. Because then I had to start building a lifestyle for that job, for the trajectory of that job. I'll give you a real basic example. The job I have right now, I was so excited because it was like, oh, it's remote. Because my vision for my lifestyle is for me to be able to live wherever I want to live. I'm going to live in the South for a little while. I'm going to go to the Midwest. Hell, I might want to go to the West Coast. I don't have the desire to leave the country. (laughs) I don't. But there's a part of me that wants to spend time on the West Coast. Right? That's that's the kind of life I want. I want to be able to live and work wherever I want to live and work. Well, so I thought, oh, I got a job. It's remote. Oh, this is it. Oh, you know, I'll I'll be able to go anywhere. And so I'll be able to do this until I retire. And then I found out that, no, they want to keep you bound within your, your state, your home state. Well, that wouldn't be the end of the world, except in my home state, I can't attend to some of the other things that are important for me in terms of lifestyle perfect example but because of the, the money was really good and the, the 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 level of my you me you heard me saying I get to use my talents I get to use my gifts and talents you guys were a witness to all of this that's the one thing I'm excited about this project now you can go back and say yep I heard her she said it you said it and so I was going to convince myself that that was what I could do until retirement and I could do that now I could say oh, I'm going to go find a comparable job and 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 I still want to retire. But it's not just about being able to buy big bundles of toilet paper. Although it's a big deal. That is big. It is big. <laughs> it's that alone isn't enough. It's just not enough. So, um I might have to go back into a job again. But I will not do um, I will not do leadership in my industry. And I'm pausing there because it's like, oh my God, can you say that? Like, can you commit to that? Because I don't like to say things unless I can commit to it. So let me say this. I'm 90% committed to that declaration. 90% is pretty good. 
I'm going to leave the door cracked for an unknown, right? But because somebody might call and say, I, I need a superintendent to do a certain thing. And I, and under the right conditions, I would do the superintendency. Under the right conditions. And that includes the maintenance of my business. I will not. So this is what I can say. I will not do another leadership job that will divorce me from my business. And that is a fact. That's 100 that's 100. <laughs> As a kid say, that's 100. So that's a fact. So, um, so, but my, what I'm going to try to do over the next couple of months is to try to get a couple of clients, um, that will sustain me this year because the vision for the business isn't for me to, to work in it. You know, the vision for my lifestyle is for me to work on it as the chief executive officer. You guys have heard me talk about being the, 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 the executive officer. All of it is coming together. It really is. It's all coming together. It, and I can see it. It's not a blob anymore. It's not a blob. And all I need to do is have the clarity of it. That's all I need. So um, so that's what I'm, my prayer, you guys, if you are praying or if you meditate, this you can pray with me that I'm praying for clients um, um, learners because there's a portion of the business where I'm going to need students and then um, grants because I'm going to go after some grants so I say clients, students and grants those are the three things that will make that will that's just what I that's, those are the three things that I need period but that's what keep that that's going to determine how much I'm going to have to work right in terms of getting um a job because we're not going to let the credit score drop we won't let the savings drop and we're not going to let my physical commitments me committing to my physical wellness that that's just a non-negotiable so we'll see we'll see you know that's that's what we'll be figuring out and um I'm excited about that. So we'll see. But in the meantime, so if I have to work, well, why not? Why not work at McDonald's? Why not? And my sister said it the other day, but she was like talking about the pay. I'm like, well, I can get the pay. I can get more pay working in my industry, but my, you know, at a lower level. So there is a part of me that is interested in going back into the classroom to teach because I love it. You know what I mean? Like, I want to do something that I love doing. But I would have to find a school, a principal that wouldn't mind me. Um, that's going to give me a, a higher degree of autonomy. So if I could find a, a, prince, a school principal that wouldn't, would give me the autonomy that I want as a teacher, then that would be my first choice. Well, my first choice is to get clients. My second choice would be to go back to the classroom and have the autonomy that I need to continue to work the, to work the mastermind, and then the third option would be me becoming a manager at a at McDonald's. And I'm going to say McDonald's because I know McDonald's. Like I know that everything has changed, but I know the products, right? <laughs> and just because it would just make a beautiful story. Like I did this when I was 16. <laughs> I'm going to do it now in my 50s. So I I love that story. I love that story, you guys. So. 
yeah, so that's the thing. Um, and I think I'm going to just close here. Being antisocial is one part of the antisocial that's so relevant to the work that is important um, is that and I and I you guys didn't give my episode called the sale a lot of love I need you to go and listen to that episode like I really like I don't I don't push episodes per se but that's what I need to push because I talk a lot about the social world and me in it there's no you need to know what that means for me that's what that episode is about. It's about me painting a picture of the social world. And that's the perfect way for you to understand what it means for me to be an antisocial. How that, so how the social world is structured, I don't function that way. I'm not wired for the social world like that. That is what it means for me to be an antisocial. I'm not wired the way, uh, that is, uh, that allows me to move in the social world the way it's currently designed. I move against the current. I move upstream. Everybody else is going downstream. I move upstream. That's what it means for me to be an antisocial. And so, um, as I said, that affects, obviously it affects my work. The, the most difficult thing about the last two years, which was great, I was so excited to get made into leadership. Back to back to leadership. See, when I was a leader before, and I'm closing, y'all. When I was a leader before, I was a leader under my own initiative, under under the realm of entrepreneurship. And although that's valid, when you go into that system, like when I was interviewing for these leadership positions, most of the people didn't know what to do with me with that that entrepreneurial background. And they were, and I've had people who've done this to me before. They try to make it, they try to vilify that part of me. They, they try to make the entrepreneurial, the entrepreneurial me problematic. The reason why they couldn't do it now is because they could see, the, they could clearly see I have skills. In leadership, they clearly see I can. I have leadership skills. They clearly see that through my leadership, I can get results. They, there's no question about that. Now that I can say for a fact. But it's the it's antisocial. I didn't. Go, I don't go about it the way that they know what to, they don't know what to do with it. You guys, I went on several interviews in April and May, and that's what that's what the, the result was, right? You just, we don't know what to do with it. We don't understand that. You don't fit. You don't quite fit. You have the skills we want. We definitely want you to come and do the uh, production. We want you to have the impact. We want you to produce the results that you, we believe you can produce those results, but we don't, but the way you're going to do it wouldn't fit into our system. That was what I heard. That's why when I called my assistant, I said, don't apply for any more leadership positions. Now, I could have changed the way I was interviewing. I could have changed it. I could have said, told those people what they needed to hear so that I could fit. But then this is what I say. You are winning to lose then. If you go and tell those people what they need to hear for you to get the job, you're going to win the 
job and lose on your soul because that's not who you are. You don't fit in the box. You don't fit in the box. You're antisocial. And not because I'm anti-people. It's not that I don't like people. But I don't follow the social scripts. Something is, let me give you, I promise you I'm ending here. I promise you. This is it right here. One of the big questions that I get asked a lot as in a leadership role, I don't, I feel like it, I don't know why it feels this way. It feels like I get asked this more when I'm in a leadership position, more than when I'm not. And that is about being married and having kids. They need, they need for me to fit a mold. And I don't know if you guys remember, but I talked about, I said this in season six. I don't know what episode it was, but I said, I'm going to go buy a ring and put on my left finger because clearly this is important for these people. But then they're going to want to know, am I married? And I'm like, are you going to really, then what are you going to do? Are you going to hire an actor to go to events? We're not going to do all of that. So no, no. But that's a question I'm asked a lot when I'm in leadership. And then it's like, and then they ask me as though it's a problem. The, a woman of color asked me, an equity, a, a, a woman of color who is premised to fight for equity asked me, why didn't, why didn't you have kids? As though having kids is the default. That's the thing we all should do. You should have kids. And the only reason why you shouldn't have kids is if you, were in, you have a fertility problem or a, a marriage problem. That, and I always tell people I could have been married twice. Could have probably been married more than twice if that was my orientation. I got something to share with you guys in a part two. We're going to talk about that orientation marriage bit. I hope I can talk about it anyway. But all of that, that's why I said, no, I don't, I don't want to do that. I do like the idea of being a leader inside of my industry because it's, it's the, it's the TE part of me. It's the validation. It's the, it's the collective validation. It's collective standards. I like that, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to conform, conform. I'm not going to conform to those social scripts. I'm not, I'm not. And I thought I could do it. I tried really hard. I have a guy friend of mine who's an, he said he's an INTJ. I don't know how he's an INTJ. Um, I don't know how he's an INTJ in that in that world, but he's an INTJ five. He suffers in it. He suffers in it just like I do. But he, he I, and I think because he's a man in education, the, they privilege men, and particularly men of color. So they don't fight against him in his nonconforming, in his nonconformity as much as they fight me as a black woman being nonconforming. It's not, it's not, it's intolerant. They don't tolerate it. It's intolerable. I'm, it's like I'm violating some kind of code. And then it's, and then I suffer it. So, so here we are. Here we are. And so if I have to go and do leadership outside of my industry until I get the clients, the students and the grants, I will. But my prayer is that I will use my INT brain, INTJ brain so I can get the clients, the students, and the grants um, so that we can have the lifestyle. So I want to come back and do a part two and talk about the lifestyle, right? So the 
So this episode, we've talked about the antisocial worker me, and I want to come back and talk about the antisocial lover friend me. (laughs) Okay? All right, you guys. If this reflection has had any value for you, please give it a heart. If my talking about um, uh, antisocial... I don't feel like I'm done fleshing the antisocial bit out, but I talked about it a little bit in terms of work. Then I also talked about masterminding and masterminding in a conscious realm and masterminding unconsciously and um, lifestyle. Lifestyle for me, where I called it three blobs, and this lady is calling it a stool for three legs because I think that's better because the three blobs represented lack of clarity. If any of that relates to a conversation you've had in this world, in this world, <laughs> or the next world, um, if, if this, if this, if those points connect to a conversation you've had in the world, please take this link and share it with those participants. If my moving about has caused some randomness in you, I would love to hear it. You can find me on my website at youranidom.wordpress.com or Twitter youranidom1. By the way, well, well, never mind. There's some articles that I. Tweeted this morning, but they relate to the antisocial lover me, if you will. Uh, so we'll talk about that in the, in the next episode. Um, uh, Twitter, you're at night down one. Facebook and YouTube. I did some YouTube recordings about the family the growth stuff, but I haven't uh, I haven't released them yet. So, um, but go to YouTube and Facebook. You're at night down. Let me give you your assignment. This is a hard one because I feel like this reflection, I was, you know, I told you, I started off by saying I'm, I got three points. I, I don't know which one I'm going to privilege. And I actually hit, I did talk about all three of them. I just haven't, fl- I spent the most time flushing out the business part. Um, so I think what I'm going to do for the assignment, since I've been all over the place, and but I think I'm going to connect it to work. And here's a question for you. Does your work allow for the lifestyle that you want for yourself? That's a tough question because you may not have even thought about lifestyle. I don't even know. I don't even have enough expertise to help you with this one, you guys. What does that mean, lifestyle? How do you want to live? How do you want to live? How do you want to love? How do you want to play? See, we talk about work so much. I was listening to some news last week about changing the work day, like the work, the work hour is 40 hours a week and dropping that. Hell, if we were just a 40 hour week society, that would be fine. But we are working at about 60 hours a week. Right. And I think that that's fine if you really enjoy it. Like me, I enjoy my work. I was thinking about my dad. I never said, I haven't said this to you before because I don't think about it. But when I was a teenager, a young girl, my dad had me working in his business. And I never begrudged that. I never was like, oh, the only thing I worried about was like doing something wrong. But I didn't mind using my brain like that. And so for, you know, when people were like, you work too much. And then, I, and I felt like, oh, I need to do something else. And I, no, I finally came to terms. I love working, which is why I don't need to be an employee because people who don't make it as an entrepreneur don't make it because they say you got to work all the time. But I enjoy work. You guys should have seen me. The um, wasn't I'm sitting out on my phone outside and I'm working. 
on my phone. That's work. Who says I got to be sitting at a computer? That's my lifestyle, right? It's not that I want to drop in work. I want to control when I work, how I work, where I work. I want that control because I want autonomy of my body. I want autonomy of my body and my mind, right? So what is it for you for your lifestyle? How do you want to live? How do you want to love? How do you want to play? That's where I would say to start. And then I would say, how does your work fit into that? For me, my work allows me to play. Because I like to play in my mind. You know. So if that's you, then you're fine. Then I would say, in terms of, you guys, when I got the job a year ago, and I was like, oh my God, I called it Sky Time because I was supporting five schools. I was working with five schools. And I got to go from school to school. And I had time in between schools and getting my car. I loved it. I loved that, but that wasn't enough. That was just a tease. And I didn't know I needed that. Five years ago, I had a job where I was uh, supervising pre-service teachers, teachers who were going to school to be teachers. I had about 15 of them. And they were like in eight different schools, and I had to drive and spend an hour, two hours with them, and then I'd go on to it. I loved it. I was like, oh, I miss being in the building. But I sure love being free to be under the sky, right? So I couldn't tell you what I wanted until I experienced it. So you might be like that. I don't know. But really try to challenge yourself. What is the lifestyle? How do you want to live? How do you want to love? How do you want to play? And then ask yourself, does your job allow you to do that? Period. God, this is good, you guys. This is good. Okay, I had to pause and let my dog go in. I don't know if you guys could hear. She was whining. She wanted some water. We're, 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 we're in the south and it's hot, but I'm enjoying it. <laughs> I'm in the, I'm, I live in the Midwest where it's cold most of the time. So I'm like, we're going to sit out here in this heat. So I let her go in so that she doesn't have to, um, suffer. So although both of my dogs were born in the south, I'm like, y'all acting brand new. Like you think, you know, you forgot what it's like. This is not even the half of what it could be for the sun. But anyway, all right, you guys, so this is good. Because I think when we're growing up, or if, especially if you grow up in the United States, we have a social script about getting a career, getting a career. That's all it's about. That's the social script. Getting this career, and then when you hear me talk in my next episode, getting the family, getting the family, the house, and all of that. So those, but... Career is a big part of the template. But no one talks about lifestyle. Then get the career. Because what if you get a career that doesn't support the lifestyle that you want? And that is, I, I, it's, this just feels, like I said, this feels like next level unlocked for me. Because I remember when I was teaching, um, it was 2000 actually. And I was like, I had moved to a different state, and I was like, I want to be out of this building. I don't mind teaching. I said, but I don't want to be in a building all day. And I, I started selling Mary Kay products. And I was like, I mean, Mary Kay is makeup. I don't wear makeup. But I loved it because I was able to work outside of the building. I was able to work wherever I could needed to work. 
And it that, that was 2020. And now it's 2023. And I'm just now getting to this place where I'm now going to say, oh, this is what I need. You guys don't, if you're younger, listen to me. Let me be auntie. <laughs> I don't want to be mama. Let me be auntie, okay? Go figure out lifestyle early. Figure it out. Put lifestyle first. And then find a career that's going to support not just your talents, but your lifestyle. I went after a career that matched my talents, which was good. But it did not necessarily match my lifestyle orientation, desire. So that's your homework assignment. Ask yourself, it's two-part. What is the lifestyle that you really, really want? And the next question is, does your current job support it? Okay? You guys, it's been a pleasure hanging out with you. Two more episodes. I'm going to come back and do another one. But it's been a Sorry, you guys. It's been a pleasure hanging out with you until I come back. Be well. Bye.